Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of There Is More To It. I am Easton. A quick disclaimer before we get going, and this disclaimer will be with every episode that we do. These episodes are not intended for anything other than educational purposes. I suggest that you talk with a physician if you are thinking of implementing any of the changes discussed in any of these episodes. With that finished up, we can start on episode 9. Topics included in today's episode will be about insulin administration in type 2 diabetes and its effect on an individual and different risk factors, and we will possibly get into some non-pharmacologic interventions that a person can uh, undergo and do that can maintain and improve their health, especially if they have the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. So to start off uh, with, there have been uh, multiple studies, uh, and we have discussed in prior episodes of uh, the importance of insulin in the uh, creation and uh, development of type 2 diabetes. Uh, this can usually be from insulin insensitivity. And, you know, there is some debate whether or not this is caused by insulin hypersecretion, so hyperinsulinemia, or if our body just no longer responds well to insulin. Uh, To be honest, uh, the role is probably somewhere in between, uh, so we usually become somewhat desensitized, uh, and we know that excess fat, especially um, abdominal fat around our organs, our central obesity, uh, can lead to increased insulin resistance, and then that could also then mean that the body needs to create more insulin to lower uh, the blood sugar. So, Hyperinsulinemia definitely plays a role, but there have been multiple studies that have shown that uh, insulin treatment for type 2 diabetes uh, could lead to even uh, worsened glycemic control. So as we consider different treatment options, uh, it is important to know that insulin can increase body weight. It is a uh, what's called an anabolic hormone, which means that it builds up and it stores the nutrients that we ingest, uh, especially glucose. Now, glucose then gets stored as uh, fat if it is found in excess, uh, or it gets stored as glycogen. But once we have uh, enough glycogen, we um, have to store it somehow, some way. Uh, but... Um, that worsened glycemic control that could potentially happen uh, with insulin uh, administration is interesting. Uh, You know, to me, it makes me wonder if the body just becomes even more resistant. Uh, If we just say, hey, uh, the problem is uh, we have too high blood sugar and insulin can lower blood sugar. It doesn't really effective. Uh, so let's just increase the insulin amount to crazy high numbers. Well, the, the body cells uh, do not want to tank. We do not want to go into a hypoglycemic state. And so uh, our body could become more insulin resistant to that. Uh, there has been another study that was published. Um, and again, all these uh, studies will be found in our sources uh, that Insulin administration in patients with type 2 diabetes could possibly uh, be associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Uh, There have been other studies that have shown uh, that glycemic control, especially intensive glycemic control, uh, does not always lower the risk for heart attacks. In fact, it may uh, increase uh, the risk for mortality or or, uh, heart attacks, but uh, it usually 
and this has been spelled out a little bit better in the literature, uh, decreases our risk for the what are called the microvascular complications. So this is blindness, kidney disease, uh, those sort of things, but it is not necessarily helpful uh, for stroke, heart attack, those sort of things. Uh, but again, important to know uh, that uh, with type 2 diabetes that all those other things, kidney disease, blindness, uh, play a large role. And so uh, individual um, assessment should be given um, by a physician before insulin management is obviously given and considered um, as there are many different uh, risk factors to consider for an individual. Um, so it's usually a case-by-case -case basis, um, the administration of insulin or not. Um, there's usually not blanket uh, rule, rules and, and roles with that. So <clears throat> let's talk about uh, a few different terms that you might hear, uh, especially if you uh, have the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes or uh, you are uh, around individuals that do. Uh, you may hear uh, things be being called macrovascular and microvascular complications. Now, our macrovascular uh, complications usually are from our larger blood vessels. You know, these include the vessels that go to our heart, um, our brain, and then down into our lower legs. So, if we have issues there and diabetes is a uh, important and very heavy risk factor for the development of atherosclerosis. That means the scarring and hardening of our arteries and they start to narrow. And as our arteries narrow, we, we tend to not have blood supply uh, to the far ending reaches of those arteries. And if we don't have blood supply, we can't get oxygen, we can't get nutrients, and we can't get waste out. Uh, and that leads to, you know, potential death of those cells. And that's what a heart attack basically is. It's a, a clogged artery um, and blood cannot get uh, to the different parts of the heart muscle to make sure that it stays alive. So uh, that is a potential macrovascular complication, heart disease. Uh, Peripheral artery disease. Now, this uh, classically presents as someone uh, who walks and uh, constantly has pain um, and cramping, um, and that is usually relieved by rest. And again, it's a, a similar mechanism to how we discussed uh, with uh, heart attacks or arteries in that way, where there could be a blockage uh, downstream. And then there's stroke. Um, so stroke is a important thing. And again, it's that same way. We uh, have an artery that begins to be clogged and uh, we have lessened blood flow downstream. And then that could lead to brain, um, parts of brain death. And uh, that leads to your typical stroke type of symptoms. Now, um, strokes uh, are usually just events and uh, one of the biggest risk factors for that is high blood pressure. Well, uh, blood pressure uh, risk factors for that is type 2 diabetes, obesity, being overweight, diet, uh, lack of physical activity. So when you when you think about this, these all kind of uh, play a role together. Um, so those are what I want you to think about as maybe your three uh, big macrovascular complications. Uh, the microvascular complications usually are similar uh, things, you know, damage to smaller vessels. So uh, this usually happens uh, with issues to um, our eyes. This could be called diabetic retinopathy. Uh, you could also get it to your kidneys, uh, diabetic nephropathy, and or the the nerves in your extremities, um, you know, your uh, or other smaller organs. This could be diabetic neuropathy. 
all these different things, again, can be affected, especially if uh, blood sugar or blood glucose levels uh, are elevated and are not maintained. And as we discussed uh, before, uh, different studies have shown that good and intensive glucose control can usually prevent the microvascular complications, uh, but they oftentimes um, can be fairly ineffective at uh, inhibiting the macrovascular complications. So uh, let's talk about uh, the insulin insulin's effect a little bit more in depth on ma macrovascular complications. Um, it is important to know uh, that insulin could actually uh, drive home, especially in excess levels, uh, an accelerated atherosclerosis. So as our, uh, especially if we have type 2 diabetes and we can be in an excess insulin state, we could be accelerating um, the scarring of our arteries, leading to potential potentially even worse things. So uh, again, insulin therapy may or may not be used depending on an individual's case, uh, but an important consideration to have as it does not necessarily protect an individual uh, from all the complications of diabetes. Um, but there are different, definitely different interventions that we can go about that do not include pharmacological interventions. Um, and we have uh, talked about these multiple times, but uh, eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, you know, those are very important things. Uh, monitoring your blood sugar levels, I think on a consistent basis, especially under the direction of, of a physician, if you have type 2 diabetes, is also important. It can be very inconvenient. Um, it can be painful at times, but it is important. Um, other things that are important is managing your stress, uh, taking time out of your day to potentially, you know, meditate, to do the things that uh, kind of center yourself and provide you uh, with balance it is very important for um, reducing some potential complications of uh, type 2 diabetes. Um, maintaining a healthy weight, we have talked about that quite a bit. Uh, quitting smoking, if you uh, smoke and you do have type 2 diabetes. Uh, smoking itself is a big risk factor for many of the issues that we've discussed, heart attack, high blood pressure, stroke, those sort of things. So it can definitely um, be very beneficial um, for you to go about and to do. And these are small um, little things that you can include, although um, they could seem daunting. Uh, quitting smoking is very difficult. So I, I suggest that you uh, speak with a physician and, and potentially get um, some help and uh, some assistance with uh, quitting smoking as it does not usually happen uh, in one go. Uh, other things that you could do is make sure that you see your physician regularly uh, to monitor all these different uh, potential complications. They will usually monitor your blood pressure. They will monitor your cholesterol levels and make sure that your kidney function and that your eyes are working well as well. So you could see either an optometrist or an ophthalmologist, uh, especially if you are worried about uh, eye disease. Um, other things that are important as well is managing your foot health. Uh, so uh, maintaining good foot hygiene, cleaning your feet, and looking at your feet daily. Uh, another important just small thing that you can do that I've heard from a podiatrist is if you have type 2 diabetes, you should wear well-fitting well -fitting, uh, shoes in your house at all times. Uh, Diabetes, especially um, long-standing diabetes, can lead to poor wound healing, and those poor uh, those poor healing wounds uh, could potentially uh, lead to amputations, which again decrease quality of life and health um, for a lot of people. 
Uh, other things that you could do, you could uh, manage your dental health. So see your dentist biannually every six months um, as you are at an increased risk for gum disease if you have diabetes. Uh, other things that are also important, uh, managing your sleep. I, I think sleep is definitely underrated uh, in our society. Uh, it needs to be uh, I don't know, overrated maybe be the term. Uh, we need to uh, we need to utilize it more. We need to give ourselves more opportunity to sleep. I think sometimes we we feel so busy with our lives uh, that we need to give ourselves seven to eight hours opportunity. You know, people will a lot of people will say, "Hey, I can run just fine on four or five. And you know, I think uh, occasionally um, that's possible, but I think long term, uh, especially for your health, um, that is very important. So some potential good uh, sleep hygiene um, ideas that you could do. Um, is that your bedroom, you know, is only really used for sleep, uh, that you don't have screens there, that you uh, make sure that you avoid screens, especially that blue light a few hours before bed. Um, and yeah, I, I think that all these things, there's quite a few things that uh, you could do. And hopefully you can get a, a couple ideas and, and make small goals and maybe one or two of these things that you could potentially do. Um, you know, I think managing uh, your sleep and increasing uh, your sleep and making sure that it, that is healthier. Um, seeing your dentist, uh, seeing your physician, I think are all great ideas. Uh, so um, thank you very much for listening to this episode of There Is More To It.